Good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Coaching. My name is Kim Abitz, International Leadership Coach, Trainer and Facilitator and host of the Lunchtime series where we add value to people's lives happening every day at 12 on ebizradio.com. Today we've got Liesl Reed, who is back with us, professional coach and HR advisor. Liesl, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today and Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you as well. And I'm so glad to be back. Thanks for asking me to come back. <laughs> yes, I, you know, I've, 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 I've gone through all the interviews I've done in the last, uh, uh, it's almost a year now. And you know, I was thinking, like, what are the good conversations I've had with people and who, who have I really gelled with? And I was like, yes, let's, let's chat to Liesl um, because 2021 really needs insight, a creative brain. Uh, and, you know, and that's what we, we spoke about last time <laughs> is creative thinking and how to do that more effectively. Um, but today's topic is really interesting. Today's topic, uh, as we've just spoken before we started, um, is all about, well, you tell us, you preface it and, and share with us what we're going to chat about. Sure. So basically, I had to come back from the holiday and realize that 2021 is here, whether I wanted it to be here or not. Yeah. Um, and what am I going to do with it now? Um, and it wasn't just a form of reflection or a form of how was 2020 and what did I learn? Because I'm so I'm almost tired to think of 2020. <laughs> I want to start thinking of new things. Yeah. So the perspective that I've got was just to say, okay, what's going to be different for me as a human? And then what's going to be different for me as a business owner? And then also, I'm also putting on new hat for the year, which is super exciting, is I'm starting my my doctorate, my PhD as a candidate uh, candidacy at Stellenbosch University. I got awarded right. a scholarship. I got awarded the, 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 the graduate scholarship there. Yeah. So that's going to be exciting, but I'm still within the realm of entrepreneurship, still with coaching, so it's mainly coaching. But then what does it all mean? That was my biggest question. I kept going, but so what? I want yeah. to continue my business. I want to continue my studies. I want to be a better, a, a, a good human being. But so what? What is it actually going to matter? And also, how am I going to make sure that I actually do what I set myself out now to accomplish? Because I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I think it's <laughs> it's a little bit of a, <laughs> a thing that you say because you have to say it and then you end up not doing it and you end up making yourself feel guilty about it. So yeah. this is the whole self. So I want to talk a bit about um, Bandera's um, self-efficacy um, where you really you, you you establish a belief in what you're going to do. And if your mindset and your belief really, really supports what your action is going to be, your likelihood of actually committing to the action, seeing the action through, and then performing, and then completing the action is going to be much more likelier than if you don't have that mindset and that belief in place already. And I think for an entrepreneur, for a student, for any, any individual, really, this is the kind of the message I would like to share today. So, I mean, you know, and uh, just to mention, for those who don't, who are listening and know, Albert Bandura is, um, I was just looking at uh, Wikipedia, and it's just, uh, he, he was the dude that spoke about um, uh, behavior, observation, imitation, and modeling, um, uh, and uh, something I'm really passionate about. So I'm excited to hear about what this topic is and, and chatting about it, because I think, you know, 2021, um, talking about self-efficacy, the resilience, how you really implement this, um, how you get to 
creating that belief and how do you support that with behavior is unbelievably important. Mm. Um, you know, considering the, I, I had a bit of a meltdown <laughs> earlier last week mm -hmm. um, with all the, the COVID deaths that I see happening online. Um, and I, I was quite perturbed by it. I was, I was really not okay for about half a day. And I was like, okay, cool. So I need to uh, get my brain on board and just uh, recoup, recoup myself a bit. Um, but I mean, and, and I think that's, that's part and parcel of why this, this conversation is so important. Because as much as we, we are entrepreneurs, we are business people, we are people in uh, making stuff happen in the world, we're also affected by COVID. We're affected by uh, mental health and how how things happening in our families and in our friendship circles are directly influencing how we perform and how we show up. And if we're not aware of that and how that what impact that's going to have, uh, it's really going to drive us into sort of a, a different space. But I mean, tell us more about this. Tell us exactly what we should be what, what this conversation is. So, so that's exactly where I would like to actually start the story is that's exactly what you say. It's starting this whole COVID situation is becoming so, it's so close to home. It's so close to home and it's so close to us. It's now a proper threat where last year we heard stories. We heard that someone in another province, maybe someone you went to school with 10 years ago had it. It was still kind of, it was real, but not that real in a way. There was a lot of cognitive dissonance, I think, from a lot of people. And then as it progressed and things, um, I mean, I personally know of family members in my own circle that have succumbed to it. And it's, it's really, it's so real. So where I'm coming from this is that, and the thing with self-efficacy is it's really, it, to put it really simply, it's basically... It's a person's belief in their ability to succeed in a particular situation. And that's what I really love about this theory because that, but the key word here is situation, particular situation. So if you take it and you say, okay, let's look at a negative situation like COVID, how are the medical professionals dealing, coping? So there's, and, and this, this theory really ties in a lot of the work that I do already. So the creative thinking, there's a role for creative thinking and you know, divergent thinking to, to take place. There's, there's a role for problem solving. There's a role for actually going back and seeing who are you as a human? What are your values? What are your beliefs? And how does this all fit into this particular context and this particular situation? So it can really be morphed into any form of situation. And I think the, the, and it's, fun, it's a foundation because you wouldn't know what drives your behavior if you don't know what your belief is in that, that sort of action or behavior that you want to succeed in. Like, why is it important to you? So it's sort of, and, and for the entrepreneur, same story. This year is going to be <laughs> going to be quite a roller coaster for business owners and to our entrepreneurs. But at the same time, use it it's it's go look at what is it that you believe in what is it that you want to achieve and really believe that you are capable of it regardless of the situation so yeah <laughs> so i think it's so interesting because i uh, a while back uh, i was doing a lot of training for call centers uh, and what i noticed was 
a lot of the call center agents don't have enough confidence. And when I did research and found small little strategies and ways to actually cultivate confidence more, um, the two things that come up is self-esteem and mm -hmm. self-efficacy. And it really lends itself to, well, you know, how do I know when I'm self-efficient? How do I know that I'm actually uh, effective in what I'm doing? And how, how do I show up? How do I, what are those, those behaviors and micro behaviors that I'm taking on a day-to-day -day basis to really implement these changes? Um, mm -hmm. Do you think that, that sort of also lends itself to, to what it is you're doing and how, how you're taking this approach? You know, this is exactly that. that this theory really lends itself to almost—it's almost like a cornerstone to motivation, to self-esteem. Because if you're going to be able to see an action through, and you, you you extract the learnings, and you get that confidence boost, because you go, "Hey, I reached my goal. I succeeded. I solved this problem. I managed to overcome this challenge, even though it was horrible. I—I I, I actually overcame it. I don't know how. Don't ask me now. But I did it." That's yeah. all. It's boosting. That's 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 boosting of the self. It's boosting of your skills. It's boosting of of who you are as a human and and, and and what sort of context you're in. So it's also a validation. It's really it's validating that you know what. Yes, the world is really not a fun place right now, but this this is a little bit of self esteem that I can extract as validation that you know what I'm still okay and I'm doing good work still. And it's very those little pearls or gemstones. That's very it's very hard to find, especially in the time we're in. And it's 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 important to still stop and acknowledge. It's not being selfish or being full of yourself and stuff like that. But you do need to be able to say, "I did that, and it's okay. I'm still okay, and I I, I continue adding adding value." And the, and the interesting thing here is that it actually it's such a lovely way to think about your life in a way where where do you where do you get what resources do you have to extract experiences so with the self-efficacy there's four basically there's four efficacy judgments if you can call it that and basically you have um the mastery of the experience itself so that's yeah. the performance so you're mastering the the challenge or whatever it is the goal the outcome or whatever it is that you want to master. With that comes skill. And then obviously with the skills comes confidence and all those things. And then it's also um, being influenced and encouraged and being inspired by other people. Maybe say people that you admire, um, people in your network, maybe a celebrity that you watch in the movies or whatever. Um, people that do something that inspires you to do something as well. So they call that vicarious experience. And then you have also the verbal persuasions, which I, I love because it's actually such a nice way to say, this is where the coach fits in, or this yeah. is where the mentor fits in. So verbal persuasion, or this is where my, my colleague or my friend or my partner fits in because they really sit in that, in your network with the support with the support structure and the support lens and really just try and persuade you to continue and support you and say, hey, let's in influence your, and let's encourage you. Let's stand outside and, and wave our little flags. And that's the verbal persuasion. And the coach, that's where the coach, I think the essence of coaching is for a lot of people is 
having that accountability and encouragement through the through the whole process of the experience. And then you have your physiological feedback. So when you get it, it's emotionally it might be uplifting, and you might feel great, and and it actually might influence further um, behavior in the future. Um, obviously, I'm talking a lot from the more positive perspective. Yeah, but you can you can. That's where the reframing comes in, where it's challenging, like, for example, with the COVID and what the medical staff must be going through. I had a conversation with someone that said that medical staff at the moment are so burnt out because they are in that almost a sense of hell. Yeah. They see on the front line what's happening. And it impacts your motivation. It yeah. impacts your mental, emotional wellness, your well-being. And then... Where does the self-efficacy come in? It, it comes in with resilience. So this through being able to define what, what it is, what, it, what do you believe of the situation and what do you want to achieve in the situation, you also build resilience to able to cope with whatever it is that you're dealing with and to be able to bounce back quickly, if that makes sense. I feel like I'm starting to go off on a tangent. <laughs> I'm listening, and I think you know because my next note Jay, is is from a coaching aspect. You know, I always recommend, and I it's probably said this a thousand times already. I would recommend everyone who's in business or everyone who's wanting to make a bit of changes to get yourself a coach and get yourself someone who you really connect with. Because uh, you know, if we look at the brain, the brain is designed to keep you safe. You know. So when you, uh, the coach is meant to be there to help you challenge, you know, to help you step out and to help you um, redesign the thinking and the creativity behind that. And and because of the stepping past uh, that, that comfort zone, we tend to, um, especially when you have a really great coach with you and you have someone holding your hand or, or someone who you can just pick up the phone and, and bounce a conversation off, when you have that person there just at reach suddenly it makes it a little bit easier to be able to to challenge yourself that way and i think you know you, you were saying the, the the nurses in the front line uh, and then to just to you know underlie that with um where we're at with with the vaccination so our government is a little bit behind the rest of the world so you know just to add that the the amount of pressure and urgency and panic, you know, that sort of lies underneath, you know, never mind that that people are dying and people are, are really struggling. Um, our government is not doing much to support that. So, you know, the, the amount of stress and uh, angst that we were going through at the moment is at, at record high levels. Uh, the unemployment rate, there's so many factors that are adding to all of this. But when we do get back to the brain conversation and we do get back to how do I do this and how I focus on what I'm doing uh, and taking care of this and really, you know, pointing on that, uh, that self-efficacy and really starting to cultivate that and know what that is. When you also have a coach helping you go through that, uh, it becomes a little bit easier to navigate a very, very difficult situation. Yes, of course. And the beauty of coaching and, is, and the power of coaching is that you as a coach are creating a safe space yeah. a space for a person to really think and acknowledge say if you're feeling 
horrible and you just want to say that you're feeling horrible with all the swear words in the world that's okay do it if that's what you need in that moment to acknowledge that this is really a horrible situation and it's i don't like and you don't like feeling like this say it it's a it's supposed to be a safe space and then in that safe space when you you're releasing emotion you're releasing almost like bundled up whatever emotional stress and and anxiety and overwhelmingness and all of those sort of emotional states really really hinders your way of thinking clearly i know we did it we spoke about it in my last year's workshop with the diversion thinking when can you not think creatively when can you not think of possibilities is when you are so emotionally distressed that you actually you cloud your judgment you cloud your that openness to think because it's it burdens you and when yeah. you when you unshackle the person from those emotional burdens if you can say it that then you open the field to say okay i've acknowledged what i needed to acknowledge let's do the work yeah. what is it that i need now what is it that i need to to help myself to go back to whether it's the hospital whether it's the office whether it is my own business and i see my like like your you see your income dwindling down and down and you just go oh my word this is just this is this is a nightmare yeah but fine acknowledge it but then you go now what what am i going to do with this but if you're going to constantly go oh my word this is awful how many you're going to just constantly go into like a treadmill like a what that spinning mouse wheel thing not yeah. going to go anyway so that's what coaching does coaching opens those conversations just before we we started our conversation today um you and i chatted briefly about the neuroscience now you know for me uh, I've been obsessed with this for the last 15 years of my life. Um, and uh, don't you want to touch on that from, from like how you brought that into this conversation as well? Because I think that lends itself so well to really understanding that uh, our neuro uh, ability, our, our brain ability, um, our body ability is far more stretching and able than we, we honestly know or care to think about. Yes, sure. Um, so basically, when I submitted my concept note last year um, to develop a coaching framework for specifically solopreneurs, I had to go and dig into the literature to see what are the stresses, what stress, what what are the challenges that solopreneurs face. So solopreneurs, obviously, the entrepreneur that works for his own works for himself. Like I'm a solopreneur. I think I think you are. You don't employ anyone in your business, do you? <laughs> solopreneur, yeah. You're a solopreneur too. But we have challenges. We have things we have to overcome. And we don't have an internal support network like an organization where there's a training department or an HR department. And if you want to do a course, then you go and you you, you, you maybe ask the company to fund it for you. Um, so and there's also no performance management. I know coaching's got supervision, but other than that, it's all on you. So I realized with the stress and stuff, how do we deal with the stress? And I came across noticing with, the, I'm not really a big avid meditator. I don't do meditation myself. Well, I yeah. did. <laughs> and I'm really, I always found it very awkward. I'm a, I'm an, I'm, I find myself a conceptual thinker. 100% conceptual thinker is how I've been my whole life. You come and ask me to do breathing exercises and and sit and meditate on on, on something. I always felt so awkward. 
And I yeah. couldn't understand why, but I've worked it through. And then it's because I didn't find a sort of something that, that resonated with me and made me feel comfortable in the process. And also, I didn't understand it. So the neuroscience of it, the, I, I discovered by, I did a course on, um, on neuroscience and how it is relevant in coaching and how it can actually be implemented. So it's the embodiment experience. So in yes. coaching, we do a lot of conceptual thinking. We ask you, what do you think about this challenge? What do you want to do here? And it's all think, think, think. But at the end of the day, what is your body telling you? So, and also, how do you get yourself calm and focus in the coaching session? And this is one technique where they really taught us quite well. And I explained it to you earlier, but I, I feel like sharing it again. Yeah. yeah. And I practice it now myself, and I actually practice it quite often just to center myself because I'm someone that gets overly excited sometimes or overly distressed. Or it's the end of the world if you read like a really just a bit of a iffy sort of email, then it's like the end of the world for me. And you just sometimes have to just bring yourself back to, okay, calm, calm down, bring yourself back. So it's just centering yourself again. And it's the thing where you put your feet right next on the floor, next to each other, and you feel where your toes are, you feel where your where the soles of your feet are, you feel it. You actually just sit and concentrate on that. And then you move up, and it, it can happen quickly. It's not like you're gonna spend minutes and hours on this. Then you quickly go, okay, where's your knees in relation to your feet? Okay, there it is. Then where's your knees in relation to your hips? Where are your hips in relation to your shoulders? And if that's quite a nice one, when you say, where's, where are my hips and my shoulders? Are they, are they like straight or is it or you're sitting like a pawn <laughs> breathe in as you said i was like i'm like oh okay yeah exactly. so are you sitting like a little prawn hunched over or are you sitting back and overarching yourself what is it and then you realize and when you open and you actually put it in a straight line you feel your entire body just go almost like it just gives you that upliftment yeah. your lungs open up it just already feels there's hope here. <laughs> yeah. Just that feeling. And that's just, that's not thinking. That's physically feeling just that sensory, what's happening in your body. And then you can actually go further and go, let me quickly look at my breathing. Is it shallow? Is it deep? If it's going deep, where? So for me, deep is like you want your whole lungs filled. Yeah. And sometimes you can't get it right, even if you try. But you have to practice with every breath you take out, you release something, whether it's the email or the client that upset you or the person that's knocking on your door and shouting about your dog barking or whatever it is. Um, but you start noticing it. And that's like your body's intelligence telling you or giving you an opportunity to center yourself. Yeah. And then hopefully the rest of the things start falling in place. And also, you know, just to touch on um, emotion, uh, and I think a lot of people, because a lot of people uh, put on a brave face, mm -hmm. and they want to, and they want to show that they're strong and they they can cope, uh, and they feel a lot of emotion, um, and emotion very often is you know pushed away or really pushed down to to not be acknowledged, and yet when you look at emotion, uh, you know just considering your neuroscience and your body is your it's your body's way of telling you there's something to pay attention to. You know, so emotions are so important, and uh, and if we're not specifically in the time that we're we're in, and the stuff that we're talking about now, um, we you know 
the simple thing, um, feeling of fear because of COVID, because of losing loved ones, because of what we're going through, that simple fear that sort of gets you in a knot in your stomach will drive certain types of behavior. It will drive you to start thinking differently. You know, and if I'm not aware of just that, like noticing my emotional state and really getting it, it's like, what is this feeling? Why am I feeling it? Where is this feeling? When did it start? You know, and really backtracking, backtracking on that emotion, suddenly you again have more clarity uh, and lends itself to reframing, rechanging. Uh, and, you know, as a, as a business owner, as a solopreneur, uh, you, you get to have you get to be actively involved with your decision-making processes. Mm. And I think that is so important about, uh, about what you're talking about today. Yes, and, and decision-making is not just rational facts and thoughts. Yeah. Decision-making is also driven a lot through your intuition. And what does that actually mean? So the course really made me realize what my intuition was. So I, I told you earlier, like, I get an intuition where I get little pins and prickles, like almost goosebumps yeah. on my arms. And I never knew what it was until they said, if it's, if something like you watch, if you hear a beautiful piece of music and you get that tingling, where do you get it? Some people feel it at the back of their necks or down their spine or maybe in their legs or something. I, I literally get it in my, in these, in my arms. Yeah. And then I realized, ah, oh, so my intuition talking to me all this time. <laughs> hey, old friend. <laughs> and it sounds, it's, it's starting to sound like it's loony stuff. And it might be, but it's, you know, it's, there's so much evidence in this already. There's so much research being done in it. And it is still very much a, a newish field that is emerging. But there's already so much research that can show you that the body doesn't just have, the brain is not the main source of intelligence. There is a body, it, your body is full of intelligence. So, and it's that intuition, like, I don't know if you, uh, I love the, 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 the example they gave us in the course where they said, you walk into a room or you see, you think you saw a ghost in your head, that, that, that thing where I say, oh, that just made the hair, the back of my neck stand up. Yes. That's, that's emotion, that's embodied, that's your emotion, not emotional intelligence, that's your body's intelligence. That's yeah. your in, 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 intuition, literally. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't pay attention to it, you know, like it will happen again and it happen again. And sometimes it starts showing up in different ways and you're not, not realizing how, why this is showing up. And so you actually acknowledge it and start saying, okay, I'm recognizing this. I'm paying attention to it. Let me experience it. And, you know, like um, there's, so many, there's so many books that I've read about. Um, the one book is uh, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. You know, so <laughs> you, you, you experience it and you kind of go, okay, I have this fear. I know it's tangible. But feel it. Go through the emotion. And when you get to the other side, speak to your coach. Have them, you know, hold you by the hand and have that good conversation. So it really challenges to be, you know, you, you, to be able to move forward. Yeah. So, so in, in terms of yeah. 2021, you know, we're here, we're doing it. Um, uh, we, I'm glad that we're in it. You know, 2020 is over. I, I <laughs> it's been so difficult. Um, and I, I, I've always got a smiling face when I'm doing this, but it's, <laughs> I, I actually said to someone the other day that, uh, 2021 was one of the best years of my life and one of the worst years of my life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was so, it had such a juxtaposition that, it, that I found myself in. So 2021, we're here and, you know, I have vision and 
what, what, what could you leave us with in, in sort of giving just a bit of inspiration for anyone listening out there? What can they do? Um, what could be a different approach for this year? So 2020, like you said, it had, <laughs> it had its downside to it. But it also presented opportunity that would never have come across our tables. I, was, I would never have thought that I would submit a PhD concept note. I was not ready for it yet. But yet the opportunity came across my table and I went, I'm going to go for the scholarship. And I did. If it, was the, if it wasn't for the COVID where I'm stuck at home, I would probably have been on the rat race trying to, you know, service clients and actually market my own company and stuff. So what 2020 taught me, and I think it's maybe something to take away, is, you know, it showed us that you mustn't be scared of change because change is always going to happen. What you can control is what are you going to make with a change? See, if it's change is going to happen and this negativity is going to happen, you may, well, may as well want to make fun. You, you want to have fun <laughs> while it is not, not so nice. So do something that has, that's new, that you thought, hey, it's on my bucket list. Maybe it's a course. Maybe it's a skill. Maybe it's going back to university like me. <laughs> um, maybe it's to start a business. Maybe, I don't know. I'm also going to enroll myself for tennis lessons because I've never, I've always used to be a swimmer and a runner. Never yeah. played tennis, but I've always wanted to do it. But I was so absorbed with the stuff that I already know and I, I'm good at the running and the swimming. But hey, tennis is going to be a nice challenge and I'm sure it's going to be fun. A PhD yeah. is going to be absolutely challenging. It's hard, but I'm sure it's going to be fun and it's going to experience. So, so that's what I say. It, my, my mindset at the moment is change is going to happen. But it's what are we going to do during that change that still makes life live worth living and fun and fun. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely agree. And, you know, just on that note, um, there is a difference between knowledge and applied knowledge. You know, we all know that change is important. We all know that change is going to happen. We all know. We know about change, you know. And I think that's that's the key element. It's like we know about this this change thing, but what are you actually changing? You know, like what is it? What is that tangible thing? What are you challenging yourself with? What are you, what classes are you taking? What what sports are you taking up? What uh, routines are you starting? You know, and I think that's the the you know, it's so important to be able to support the the thought process with actionable uh, actionable behavior. Because then you get to a point where it's, you know, it's uh, supporting each other and you like, there's, there's a reason behind it. But the most important thing is the enjoyment. So yeah. I used to, for years, be so serious. And I never could understand that work could be fun. It, it was just for me, it was like a, it's almost like an ox oxymoron. Is that the word? Um, or like a situational irony. Yes. Like, <laughs> don't put in a strategy session and have fun. I mean... But you can, but I was in that sort of like mindset where now I realize that I was just way too serious and too uptight about most things. So what the pandemic and lockdown taught me is that sitting on your bum on the floor and building a puzzle with your kids, that's fun. That's really fun. It's simple. Yeah. So doing your work. When I, I started doing these mirror boards and I started making my mirror boards fun and put like, jokes for me when I when I sometimes stumble upon the little joke that I giggle to myself and I go, oh, Lisa, you're such a weirdo. But it makes it fun. And 
And that's what I think is this year as well, 2021, we need to pump in enjoyment and fun again, because as we can see, we don't know when our time is coming. We don't know if we're the next COVID victim. I know yeah. it's grim and harsh, but that's reality. That's the change that is coming. We don't know. So maybe yeah. we can enjoy it with whatever we're doing. So, yeah. <laughs> Adding the joy is so important. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more because... We get so caught up in our in our brain and our thought process that we we forget that at the end of the day, um, I mean I've lost people to COVID. I my brother was infected with COVID and thankfully he's okay. You know, so mm -hmm. this this is really affecting home. Like um, one of our one of our good friends um, is in currently in hospital. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's as much as that happens, uh, I I get back to what is the joy about the moment or what joy can I find in this moment now? Mm. Um, and those, it doesn't last the whole day maybe, mm. but I still actively get involved with focusing on well, what is the joy? Like this conversation, you know, mm. <laughs> these conversations to me is like, this is joy because I'm learning, I'm using my brain and we're having good conversations. Like, That's the joy I, I love. I'm exposed to my dry jokes that don't make things. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> anyone wants to get hold of you what's the quickest way for them to get hold of you and um, where, where do we go i am on linkedin my profile i'm quite active on linkedin and also um yeah i have a website and i've got an email address liesel at shapeshifter.co.za uh, shapeshifter <laughs> and also um yeah i'm on instagram and facebook so and also just follow your your links to your your posts <laughs> Uh, on the YouTube, we're going to have links there and uh, we're going to uh, share this out all over. So, guys, just check out the links. Diesel, thank you so much for chatting to us and I will chat to you soon. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs> Bye.